0: Proper. Proper. He's a proper munch.
1: Girl, I got a proper zuda this weekend.
0: <laughs> Can I pull you for a proper chat?
1: Proper. Hey guys, welcome back to proper. I'm your host Alexis.
0: And your co-host Mike <laughs> streaming live from an actual desk with an actual chair, you guys.
1: In his 19th home this year. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought you were saying my 1940s esque home. Literally, the background looks like I'm in Victorian Paris. No, with literally. Marie Antoinette.
1: With Marie Antoinette. I like how you said that. She's French, your honor. Dead ass. I was talking to Erica the other day. You know how she's selling all her shit to like be a nomad or whatever she was like i feel like mike sleeping on the floor in my 13th home girl <laughs>
0: did she know i've slept on the floor a few times
1: yes everybody knows that you've slept on a yoga mat to sleep
0: mike. oh my god was that that open kidding? on this podcast let me clo- Why, let me close myself
1: you've literally have talked about how much money is in your bank account
0: i mean who's gonna check me with that like nobody's gonna why don't do you about- share
1: now why don't you share while you have money how much money is in your bank account
0: girl i now that you say share about bank account <laughs> i just got my low my
1: bank account <laughs> started off quick.
0: no my uh old landlord doesn't want to give me my security deposit back so mm. eight hundred dollars down the drain but i will be suing his ass we got you bitch. yes
1: small claims court swedish edition
0: i'm gonna ruin his life as i should
1: i'm (laughs) gonna fuck on me little boy dead ass
0: my thoughts are racing now i'm coming up with lows off the fucking beaten end
1: yeah mike and i you guys know we warned you at the beginning of may but this month has been so off for proper for us because we had to record on different days some weeks, we had to record two episodes because we were both traveling. And now, this week, to give you a little clickbait.
0: Well, this will be an amazing episode. Spoiler alert.
1: Spoiler alert. Yeah. We have our first guest this week, and she is a sex confidence coach. And we get into so many things.
0: She is a sex confidence coach that has traveled the world. Mm. She has a master's degree, mm. I believe. No, I don't think she's She, gender studies. <laughs> she think has a degree <laughs> in gender studies. <laughs> She has been, not just all over the world, all over the printed pages of Cosmopolitan magazine. (laughs) Yes,
1: she fucking has. And this week, we kind of wanted to get into a few topics and see what you guys wanted us to dive into more. Because this is not going to be the first time or the last time that Erica is going to be on proper with us. On the
0: show. Mm -hmm.
1: She is the epitome of a proper whore
0: she is our number one fan right for sure
1: but we asked you guys a few questions for us to ask her so we dive into all the questions you asked about a month ago things about figuring out your sexuality getting confidence to figure out your sexuality getting confidence in the bedroom Mm -hmm. in the workplace and we get into it, but before we do that, we're gonna continue
0: the proper highs and the lows, the proper syllabus, of the, proper <laughs> that host <we> coast. <laughs> the proper synopsis of our weekly
1: shite, yeah, girl. Like, right. So stay tuned. And it's our 20th episode. Who the fuck's excited? What are we doing girl, to celebrate?
0: Well, I'm gonna celebrate by working 40 hours a week and then working on the podcast. <laughs> Me, too. That's my celebration, Me too. girl.
1: Uh, okay so let's get you got low already so now it's my turn to get low right already i'm
0: gonna get low again after you go okay i was gonna (laughs) say i'm
1: gonna get low again after you get low again too (laughs) you guys let's say
0: turns getting low we're trying our Mm -hmm. best not to
1: like be so negative with you guys but you know being realistic life comes with a lot of lows and i think something we're learning Mm -hmm. you and i in our late 20s is going through those motions and being okay with that rather than it throwing us off so much that we're just like so stuck on the low you know
0: i come with the realization like you need the lows to feel the high
1: exactly so So we're gonna just be transparent with you guys i have had a really really low week Mm. a few things you guys know my journey with getting off of birth control may was my first month not getting a period so as soon as i got off the pill like i've had a regular period every month those first three months But now, my Mm -hmm. fourth month, I didn't get it. And I kind of just felt like everything went downhill. It's kind of insane. Like, my hormones feel really imbalanced i think it's a combination of everything too like i got off of a routine Mm. i stopped taking my magnesium and vitamin d as much consistently i stopped eating like the protein before the caffeine as soon as i woke up not as soon as i woke up but like i've been doing a 90 minute rule where like first hour and a half i don't have coffee Mm. and i need to eat before i have coffee no matter what
0: you sound like your routines are all out of whack
1: right and so i've been feeling really low and then if i'm keeping it a buck 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 with y'all i have kind of been in denial about my financial situation a little bit not denial per se like I was aware of the amount of debt that I'm in but Mm -hmm. I didn't do a proper plan and I am somebody who had to become an adult at a really young age at the age of 13 and so this last Mm -hmm. year I really took a step back to not be as much of an adult if that makes sense like an adult to me is like somebody who's very careful and you know me, Mike. Like you know, I'm a very careful yeah, person. Like
0: controlling.
1: Yeah. Controlling, right? I I yeah, need a yeah. plan. And this year, I'm like, girl, like life is great. And, and I've had depressive moments, but I was very much like, Dalulu. W- Willy
0: we'll nilly. Willy nilly. Willy nilly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's a perfect way to say it. And so it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks when somebody close to me was just a little realistic with me aka my brother because he's the only person that is really that harsh with me but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I basically dug a hole for myself financially and i need to get myself out of it and yeah. it's scary like the options but i'm not even making one of the options an option because i'm not leaving new york but yeah, I need a full-time job. So if you guys want to pass some <laughs> fucking opportunities to me, please do. I have a background in operations, revenue operations, finance, tech. I need a full-time remote job. I Or if you just want to be my sugar daddy, please, my cash app is number sign. Thank you, Lex. I will give you a call. Put your number in there. If you send me $100, I will give you a call and <laughs> be your sugar baby. So that's where I'm at.
0: Girl, money comes and goes. You said it to me a thousand times. I I I know, but
2: I don't believe it. I don't
1: believe it no more.
0: Girl, that's what you were thinking. Now I'm getting more than I've ever made at a regular job.
1: I know you are. I'm really hoping because from what I was looking, you know, I've been looking for jobs and I can make six figures with what I was doing in Austin.
0: You just need to put in the work to get the job. And once you get the job, you need to learn how to like prioritize all your time.
1: Well, that's the thing is that i want to make sure like i'm not letting this go like proper means way too much to me i don't want to pick up all of these jobs and take away from proper or take away from thank you luck so i'm really hoping that i can get something that's remote that i can work from Mm -hmm. home and i can still balance everything and i can still have a work-life balance and i'm really praying and hoping that that's possible because i'm so tired of hustle culture you know but like
0: girl we all are
1: You know, I've been
0: stressed. Like I want one day where I do nothing. Just one day.
1: Just nothing. Literally just nothing. And I'm like, we just had
0: a vacation, but
1: I know. But that's different. That's like socializing and still experiencing things. But like a day to not think about how I need to make money is just like. I'm just yeah. so tired of constantly thinking about how to make money. I want to be taken care of. Like that doesn't mean I don't want to work. I want to work, but I don't want to work for money. And I really don't think I have to.
0: You want to work for fun. I know the I want feeling. To work
1: for fun, yeah. So yeah. it's been a really tough week. I'm I'm glazing over it. Like I haven't been really really low, but it sucks because I haven't felt depressed in those two months, and I've never not felt mm-hmm. depression for that long. So it felt so good, and then knowing that i feel like i'm getting back into it it was like "Mm." but thankfully i don't feel like i haven't had any like thoughts of walking off the path right but there are moments like i wake (laughs) up and i'm like what's the purpose of life again i'm like don't you fucking start with that question alexis like stop
0: but girl i think you need to celebrate that it was two months and not felt that way I mean of course it's always gonna come back you're right. never gonna be 100% happy all the time like that's what I told myself bad too. bitches had bad days too
1: right Meg remember let's <laughs> quote Meg <laughs> the Stallion yeah for real <laughs> she was
0: talking about Meg <laughs> Megan <laughs> we haven't talked about her in a minute all right, I we haven't talked about Miss
1: Meg we need to rewatch it <laughs> so let's get high then girl Oh no! I mean, you got
0: your low. Just a quick low one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another one. Let's hear it. It kind of goes into my high as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I was at work. You know, it was a busy day. I was feeling it. I was really in the groove. Everybody was laughing, and my coworker like stuck the knife into something. It stuck out straight up, and she was like, "Oh my god, that was so crazy!" And I was like, "Girl, it's a sign. You're gonna die in seven days." And she <laughs> was like, "What?" She's I was like, "You've seen never seen the movie mo- <laughs> she was like what i was like you never seen the ring scary movie she was like Mm-mm. i was like mm. oh, <laughs> this joke sad. is not reading really the way i thought she started that's knocking out. wood like, <laughs> she
2: thinks you're a fucking crazy
0: Girl. person no, literally, I started. I felt bad. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but, <laughs> <I> mean,
2: <how laughs> you know, was you I know.
1: What it was. You reference Scary Movie all the time. Like, that's one of our top movies.
0: Well, I thought it was one of everybody's top movies, so I didn't assume that she wouldn't know it.
1: That's how I feel about Austin Powers. I'm like, how do y'all not?
0: <laughs> Let's jump into the high. Well, you guys, I finally moved. I'm now currently living with my, <clears throat> with with my best wannabe, friend. With your
1: wannabe man. With <laughs>
0: husband. With my husband. But now I have my like my own room. I have a huge bed. Like I can lay like actually on my has bed. a bed
1: you guys. Like it's not like a pull-out <laughs> couch. Like it's not it's a legit king-size mattress bed.
0: It just takes a little bit longer to get to work. Like it takes me phew. Almost an hour, to be honest.
1: Before, it took like 45 minutes, or didn't it?
0: Yeah, it's about the same, but it just feels so long because I got to be on the train for like 25 minutes, and then I take another train, five minutes, and Ooh. then I'm at work in oh, 10 okay, minutes.
1: Okay. But the place looks good. You got a window. You got a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> you got a window,
0: walls, a floor. Count your blessings, Brian. <laughs> Running water? That's a sugar, girl. it's a little bit different to share my things
1: positive podcast
0: positively negative Mm. i was working like a shit ton this week like i think it's my first time working like full 40 hours Mm. and i've been getting really into the groove of work i feel part of the team i got a nickname at work like
1: what is it
0: the head chef called me chef mike i was like (laughs) (laughs)
1: nickname <laughs> chef
0: like? um, we was making jokes about co-worker because when we like do reservations and they come in mm. at the end we have to type like guest notes like what they had like what they was doing oh
1: nice why do y'all have to do that so
0: the next time that they come in if they had like double espresso or something like that we check the reservation
1: wait that is so lovely
0: <gasps> yeah so we tell them like oh so i know you had this before like would you like to get the same thing
1: I would love that experience. What a restaurant that is. Uh, Yeah, like like
0: when they sit at the table and they have a reservation, I go to the table at work and then I'm like, oh, I see that somebody had like a gluten allergy. Is there anybody else that has any allergies or dietary restrictions? They're like, oh,
1: me, me, me i love that <laughs> that's so good yeah no,
0: we'd be so good not
1: Meg being there
0: there was so much that happened at work this week like i also had this one lady that like used to work at a place where they help students that have degrees but don't work in their jobs she was like maybe we can get you an internship or something or like a job with what your a degree queen. and i was like oh, okay. like bitch that's
1: god i
0: got hit on at work like so much shit happened this week
1: it's a good week <laughs> it has been that. a good week to
0: be honest there's just not too many hours in the day. I'm so like
1: that makes four of us. <laughs>
0: well, catch your blessings. Maybe next week I'll be I'll be in the gutters.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully we switch it off. No, no, no. I, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard for me to think of a high this week. I'm gonna be honest with you. I guess my high is just that I'm feeling slightly better. Like I am trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just so tired of. Me struggling to see the light. Like I thought I was done not seeing the light at the end of the time. You know what I mean? Like
0: Girl, you breastfed a man this week. Come on now. Again,
1: I'll be breastfeeding. I really do. (laughs) No, he really, (laughs) yeah yeah no <laughs> i just uh, girl you would think i'm mother milk like your
0: walls have shedded in more ways than one
1: for real all the walls girl i'm about to break my celibacy y'all who's excited
0: she's trying. closer than y'all think
1: <laughs> no it is closer than we think for real honestly but no 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 no. i gotta i gotta not if i want a man <laughs> Don't even. We're not even talking about that right now. But I do have a little bit of a high. I went to a house party, Uh, one of my besties' house parties. It was cute. She had a little housewarming. It's, like, going to be, like, a yearly tradition because she had one last year. And that's when I met all of her friends that I went to Miami with.
0: Does she move every year?
1: Not necessarily, but... She moved into that spot and now she moved into another apartment. In the same area though, still like literally Mm. within two minutes from each other. But that's like a New York thing too, to like constantly be moving. You're either looking for an apartment, a man, or a job. I was just watching the episode (laughs) of Sex in the City, but she said that and I was like, that makes me feel so much better.
0: That's big city living, I feel. You're always uh, looking for one of the three. The trifecta.
1: Right. Thankfully I'm not looking for an apartment because that's tough. But looking for a job is tough. But I feel like looking for an apartment is worse than looking for a job, low-key.
0: Girl, they're both just as terrible.
1: Yeah, looking for a man, though, is like a whole life journey.
0: I think that's the hardest, actually. Looking for a man has got to be the hardest. No, it's
1: not as stressful as looking for a job or looking for an apartment, girl. Cause that is some bullshit. Looking for a man is like frustrating, but you could you could still go to sleep at night. You know, you just rub one out.
0: But when you find a man, then you're gonna have trouble sleeping at night because you're like, oh, is yeah. he thinking about me? Me, me Th- right you now. You know what? You can never be happy. Me right There's now. There's never happiness. Do you like There's me? never happiness. Do
1: you actually like me? Wait. Is <laughs> <Can> you- he? <laughs> <laughs> you still like
0: me this bitch is picking flowers like he likes me no you guys i'm
1: (laughs) disgustingly annoying right now heart
0: eyes emoji
1: no really on some heart eye emoji haha bullshit right now and i fucking hate myself but my man my man my man
0: (laughs) you're the hand the hand covering the mouth emoji
1: no literally that's me So yeah, I went to that house party. It was cute. It was nice to socialize because I had a shitty week. So that was cute. Mm
0: -hmm. It looked cute. The food looked good. Yeah, it was all
1: vegan and they like made it themselves. I love them. They're so cute. They're like such great hosts. And their third roommate, she has so many friends. There was like 50 people at this fucking house party. It was kind of insane. Like I was like, this is... the
0: gay boy and her live together now?
1: No, it's the other girl that I was with. So them two live together and then plus her other roommate who's this Asian girl. And she met that other roommate on Facebook.
0: Facebook is the hot place to meet in New York, I I guess.
1: Well, her and I met on Marketplace. That was just like fate. But they were actively looking for roommates. And then they ended up being great roommates. And now this is their second apartment together, but with the third person. And Mm they've known each other since middle school. But yeah, it was super cute. I loved it. They have like a cute-ass balcony and it has a gorgeous view. So we was all smoking out there. It It was cute. So uh, let's do a little proper introduction to our Yo. first motherfucking proper guest.
0: She's here in the studio <laughs> right now, live. live and in person. Pew, pew, pew.
1: <laughs> so just Erica a to the dance floor. Erica to the So we will have her website and her Instagram linked in the description. Um, but just to give you a little bit of an introduction of Erica, like we said, she's a confidence in sex coach and she's been in the industry for about four years. She studied mm-hmm. gender equality, social justice in university, and she is also yeah. diabetic, which she makes very clear. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: that's her personality disabled.
1: Her one personality trait. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> a Canadian. She's a Canadian
1: yeah. diabetic
0: from Berlin.
1: She loves German. She do. She do. So yeah, and like we said, she's been featured in Cosmo and she was also in the top 20 podcast for self-help. You can find her at Rated E for Erica wherever you stream your podcast. Mm -hmm. And her mission is to support people to feel sexy and free both inside and outside of the bedroom. Yeah. When she's not slaying the day, you can find her shaking ass to Rosalia, drinking iced coffee, and calling men sweeties at the gym. That's actually the perfect depiction of her because I'm on FaceTime with her now all the time. (laughs) And she'll be like, hey, sweetie. But she at the gym. I'm like, girl.
0: Girl, I love that bitch. Tune in. We have so much that we have talked about.
1: We dive into so many things. And so let's just get into it you guys enjoy it. let us know your thoughts dm us hype us up make us feel good about being fucking interviewers okay
0: mm-hmm. and enjoy the first ever proper interview starting
1: now yeah. okay erica welcome to proper we're so happy <laughs> you're here <laughs> i'm so- Yay! If this is any indication of how the episode's gonna go, we are in
3: for a treat. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. Before I get started, though, can I tell you something? I wrote
1: a list of things that I wanted to tell you.
0: Oh, she's been waiting for this moment. She's
1: fucking, she's properly prepared, you guys. We chose her to be first for a fucking reason. This bitch is never last. She is no. number one. Of course. Number one. <laughs> I was like Number one in with cum, but don't say that the first thing. Like, number one filled with
3: cum. We love. Number um, one filled with cum. No, I'm actually so stoked to be here. Like, people don't understand. Like, you guys are like my Joe Rogan. Like, if I was a man. <laughs> like, that is know. Know. such a compliment.
1: Rogan. I love every inch of that.
3: No, for real. It's yeah, actually, like, it's not embarrassing. It's just,
1: like, actually embarrassing how much I'm obsessed with you guys. And being here is, like, the biggest you honor. You feed our delusion lose like we are so oh delirious because you, we feel like we have 10,000 listeners. No, literally. well you do? And it's me. Yeah. I literally <laughs> listened to the episode 8 on the way back
3: home from the mall today cuz I was like getting so fucking excited. I literally was like, "Girl, <laughs> this is what dreams are made of. This is what when Liz McGuire said this, this is what dreams, dreams are made, are made of. of." Absolutely. <laughs> I wrote a note of things that I needed to tell you before we even get into the seriousness of this episode.
0: Oh, a disclaimer
3: disclaimer buy yeah. some headphones and go shop and get ketchup <laughs> okay here's my lo- love letter to you guys okay um first and foremost i just want you all to know that like i'm 30 you guys are a little bit younger but like to me you guys are like my younger sister and brother barely however yeah. one of my girlfriends mm-hmm. she's like a huge stoner say and so the other day she got super zooted mm-hmm. and i said to her i'm like girl you're proper zooted and she <laughs> goes what I said, girl, what do you mean what? And she goes, what does that mean? I said, what do you mean what does that mean? I thought Zooted was like the term because I hear you guys talk about being Zooted. So I just started calling everything Zooted. Like I just was like, yeah, that's what it means. I think it's probably just a Florida term. Whatever it is, I felt like so fucking cool. And I need to tell you guys that like I actually out. We're serving (laughs) lingo. We are serving lingo. Oh my God. You are. The second thing I want to tell you is that. Proper is, like, 12 times better than off-duty. Yes! Uh, like, yes the yes, growth yes. is there. The birth is there. Yes, like, proper yes.
1: is the move, and I just need to validate it. It's like we became who we needed to become. Like, we're coming yeah. now. Like, we're finally Our
0: younger coming. kids are out. Yeah. We're adults. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I need to
3: tell you that. I need to tell you that my favorite episode of all 15 episodes so far is episode eight. I don't know, you guys were fucking giggling at first, and you guys were talking about shit. I don't know, it was fucking weird. You're talking about Notionista, and like, I don't even <laughs> oh, like no Notionista. Notionista even... to the floor. Yeah.
0: That was R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie, yes. Notionista.
3: That's so good. <laughs> one of oh, I met
0: ones.
1: Drake. Yeah. Oh, that was a
0: concert story that was where the I got concert cocaine, from, cocaine yes. from the drag so queen. <laughs> so you
1: liked our story time. That's a slay. Thanks for mm-hmm. saying that. We should do more story times then. Yeah, because we feel like we have to serve a little bit more than just story time sometimes.
3: Mm. Yeah, I could listen to a children's book of stories from you guys. Yeah, for real. Oof. Like the stories were everything. Play like the house. We have
0: some good ones. We
3: do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The second thing, you and Mike are healing my relationship to men. Yes, I could cry. Yeah, I only have one, like, really, really, really good friend that's a man, and, like... It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really tough, but, like, hearing other men who are, like, so sweet and loving and, like, open and my... just, like, being vulnerable <laughs> is, like, literally... so fucking healing. I love that. I literally tell <laughs> oh, Mike my that God. all the time.
1: Like, he is helping me, because my therapist tells mm-hmm. me to practice on him, because he's one of the very few men in my life that I trust, and so I'm practicing, like letting my guard down with men through Mike he doesn't give himself enough credit like he is a little softy
0: in my yeah. head i think that i'm a bitch
1: but you're like you a are, proper bitch but like yeah yeah like you're a sensitive sensitive bitch. proper bitch like. oh i'm so
0: sensitive bitch i cry mm-hmm. all the time it's that
3: <laughs> i appreciate like how you both share about like your finances i think it's like i mean not that i think let me like retract that as someone who like helps people every single day like i will tell you so many people struggle with that in terms mm-hmm. of their confidence so very highly like 12 out of 10 Sway. appreciate you, guys thank you being super vulnerable thank with that you yeah that. Oh my Alexis yeah. is always
0: telling me like don't share how much money you have and I'm like I don't give a fuck who's gonna check me like what are they gonna do with that information nothing you know, right. I just
1: got checked if anybody got checked it was me in this moment <laughs> Yeah.
3: no it's it's awesome it's amazing it's so Aww, needed and me. like I Perfect. have told so many people to go and listen to you guys just even like how you like Aww. giggle and you're like oh my gosh it's coming it's like it's there like I know it's like Sometimes masking like very serious like feelings no, like, and yeah. anxieties. Oh my god, it.
1: that's mm-hmm. what we do. Everything mm-hmm. we yeah. do is like un- so unserious, like, but hey. it's serious. Exactly. It's, it's the point.
0: Like, we bring up serious yeah. topics by making it a joke.
1: Yeah, because life that's is a why joke. I'm a proper horror. Literally right. is a joke. There's no fucking yeah, it purpose is a to life. It's a fucking joke so I wanted to tell you that okay, okay two more guys come on okay hurry that. the fuck up okay. okay one I
3: think you're the funniest podcast we already know that okay but two genuinely like before we get into the more funnies and like serious stuff I just want to say I'm very very proud of you guys Aww. I Thank work with you. people every day who literally sit on their dreams and like are so embarrassed and who are so scared to just go out there Not and try and fail or look Not stupid us. or whatever it is <laughs> oh and I literally like I see the stars for you guys and like how you talk about the future and your merch and where you want to be and your sponsor And I just want to say I'm so
1: fucking proud if we didn't have you, I don't don't think we would have went from off duty to proper. I think we would have just stopped. I want to give you that credit. (laughs) Your hype. We've been talking about you since day one. Like
0: We have. We've been thinking about having you interviewed for the longest we time. Ha- we
1: literally had a panic attack when you got banned. Because I was like, did she block me? <laughs> like, where is she? Remember, Mike? I was like, where is she? Did she block me? Oh, my God.
0: I was asking you, like, what was her Instagram name? And you were telling me. And then I was trying to find it. And I was like, no user. No user. I
1: was like, she blocked us? i was yeah. like what did what did we what say because i'm so everybody blocks me all the time so I was, i'm just used to it oh damn another one another one another loss to the one. another one 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 i can't so let's bring it all the way back we hmm. want to know how would you describe yourself in high school like describe erica oh my god
0: little erica
1: little baby Erica. Yeah.
0: So
3: I really struggled in high school and I feel like it's a very similar journey to others and I don't say that to like invalidate anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High school is hard. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in a really small town. I was quote unquote the biggest person in my friend group, but I also like hopped around <laughs> every single friend group. Enough. I know. Like I was literally hundred and seventy pounds and I was like, I'm a fat f <laughs> it's insane. And guys were like, Yucky. Yeah, it's oh disgusting. my god, what the fuck? I was ugly too in high school. Yeah. Lex, we've talked about this before. Like yeah. it's just like I grew up in a very white town. We had one black person in our school and one
1: person from Japan mm. in our school. And Whoa. that was it. That's crazy. We grew up in a very diverse, like, school. Yeah. What? Where'd you grow up? Yeah. In this town called Coburg. It's a
3: beach town and it's really tiny. And basically, long story short, I was very much like an outwards person. Okay. But I was always, like, really insecure in myself. So everyone mm-hmm. always, like, assumed that I was really confident. And that's, like, a huge piece of my coaching and of my story is that... Mm-hmm. People saw my outwardness and my ability to just like shine and love attention and they saw that as confident but in reality it was a mask to just like being mean, like I
1: fucking hate myself I don't feel like I fit in. I feel like that's all of us that are the most confident on the 100%. outside. It's are really are insecure a, yeah. It's a yeah. Not that we're insecure but it's like it's literally a mask of like we don't want you to know if we are insecure you're not gonna know because we're gonna yeah. mask a, it. A wall, because you will get me down the second I show it. Yeah it's like yeah. a protection. It's a shield mm-hmm. and so
3: in high school I was like on the rugby team. I was on the swimming team. I was friends with everyone. Okay so you were an athlete. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been an athlete for my whole life i started skiing when i was two my dad basically like shoved me down his sweater and like ripped down the hills. are you from canada Jesus. what
1: state did you yeah. grow up in what no state i'm was canadian it? you're canadian
3: you didn't know yes.
1: <laughs> what y'all be saying um Yo. Yeah. a boot a boot <laughs> about that For yeah. three. A- <laughs> a- did a- you baby. watch
0: the growing up
1: <laughs> i
3: didn't because my mom and dad wouldn't let me but like uh, yes oh we God, loved them. So love damn so y'all Christian christianism here my parents weren't Christian okay. they were just like very much like go outside and play oh. which like was kind of cool because I'm great at everything like I was a dancer I was a competitive dancer she said I'm great life. at everything I, <laughs> <laughs> I had confidence girls but like I literally was just great and I was I was really happy on the outside but definitely like hated myself on the inside Felt. and just kept busy with like like I said like I was really good in school but I struggled in school like I really had to focus okay I was always the kid mm-hmm. that was like getting in trouble for talking. Too much or being like too outspoken, <laughs> me um, and Mike me, me can yeah. relate to that to degree. Which now, like, everyone's like, um, I think that's like ADHD, and like, my parents, like, oh yeah, you were like tested when you were eight, but we just didn't believe it because back then it was like amazing, Thanks, yeah, mommy, yes. huh? yeah. So now it makes sense. I'm like, oh, so I wasn't suicidal in high school, I just was bored. I was like, just I just bored. needed a fucking pen to with I just with.
1: needed a distraction. Wait. Thank
3: you yeah.
0: for
1: that, yeah. So, exactly. all these spirals are
0: because I'm bored
1: yeah oh and not because i actually wanted to end yes my like life. slay no literally wow. and it's a wow. trauma response like for me i get bored easily because i was raised by a narcissist and so i'm mm-hmm. always like on edge when it comes to like relationships and love and stuff like that so like if i don't have that push and pull to like get me out of boredom i'm just like you're done and in reality it's all of my problems lead to me getting bored which is because i probably have adhd mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah maybe it's also the weed smoking
3: that
1: too. It <laughs> could be. It could be. <laughs> it could be in there. Don't worry, I have
0: my own vices that i um, Right, well, I don't know why you're coming for me right now.
1: Yeah
3: no mm. there's no no judgment we all have our own vice but yeah, yeah I basically was just like I just hopped around I didn't really feel like I fit in mm-hmm. my parents were very hard on me growing up well we're German as well so like it just okay. like naturally was like it from the day I was born like they were very strict but my parents were always very supportive of me and my goals and oh sorry yeah and like just very much like recognizing that like I was a little bit different in terms of like mm-hmm. I was always honest I was always myself I was always trying to make people feel good I was Love. like a really great person
1: I'm just so un- Amazing. I was really amazing. Yeah, You sound and I,
0: amazing. You
1: sound, we're so lucky to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for paying us.
3: <laughs> but no, honestly, like it took me a really long time to realize that like I actually was a really great teenager. Yeah,
1: no, it's like you mm-hmm. built that confidence yourself. Was that was all of this a combination of why you decided to go into the line of confidence coaching? Or was there like a certain situation that happened that...
3: Honestly, I went to school for physical and health education, okay. and then um, I wanted to like own a gym, a women's gym, and mm, I wanted to like be a that's fitness really, girl. Good. yeah, yeah. It was really cute. I, I wanted to call it L. <laughs> this I was know. before I knew about like trans rights and everything like that. <laughs> um, but I wanted to have this like beautiful women's like fitness community, and so I went to school for that. And then in my second year, I actually had to take some classes, and I had to take gender equality and social justice, and it was in that mm. class that I can privilegely say. I don't even know if that's a word. Mm-hmm. That I learned about <laughs> privilege and I learned about like the systems in the world. And right. I actually became very fucked up in second year because mm. what my world once was, which was be skinny, be fit, that's where your confidence is gonna be, like you like go down to Dominican and like save the children of Dominican and like mm-hmm. go on mission trips and like be a good person was all of a sudden bad. Okay. And so I had this huge yeah. complex change where I was like holy fuck like I actually don't know anything about this world. And Mm. so I ended up studying more into gender equality and social justice, which is what led me into courses like sex education. I learned a lot about like AIDS in Africa and the way that it's portrayed. I learned a lot about body image and porn and women's rights. So that's kind of like where I started like really finding my purpose. Mm. And it was then that I started to see my goals shift. After university, I really fucking struggled, y'all. Like I put out so many Job applications. I wanted to essentially Mm. be a doctor for a big part of my life. And so, don't we know it, girl? (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, I was like, I had two degrees. I was like an honor student, which means you get over 80% average in your university. Mm. I was the cheerleading captain. I was like so well known on school campus. Like, there was no reason Mm -hmm. that I was not landing jobs that I did. But I ended up like not landing any jobs. I worked at a salad bar and then I said, fuck this. And I moved to Australia for a year. And it was there that I actually had to, like, face my fucking shit Mm. because I was in the middle of nowhere. I was across the world. Yeah, you fucking moved to a
1: different fucking country completely. Across the world.
3: Yeah. And I, like, didn't have anyone (laughs) with me. I left my partner behind. I said, I love you. But, like, I got to go. Like, I got to figure this out. And I spent so much time crying on the beach trying to figure out everything. What a life. I love
1: a good cry on the beach. Yeah.
3: And then I just started sharing my journey. And that's when my first page really started to pick up because I was, like, sharing about, like, how I was actually starting to learn to love my diabetes. Mm-hmm. Which, in result, made me love my body and appreciate me. And then it was like a trickle effect. And so mm. when I got back from Australia, I actually was double fucked up because I came back. And again, I couldn't get a job whatsoever. So I took mm-hmm. jobs nannying. So I would nannied for a family from 5 a.m.
1: till 9. I nanny. Wait, have we connected on being nannies? No, babe, we haven't. No. Oh, my God. I literally, I'm nannying right now again because
0: <laughs> We're I'm not connecting today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
2: had to
1: get Hi. back into
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was so good because it, like, gave me, like, money. And my dad was yep. like, if you have $300 in your bank account to get you gas to go to another Easy you then mm-hmm. that's what you need to do and so mm-hmm. I did nannying and then I got a job because my friend's mom got me a job at this daycare I became a daycare teacher and I was working as a special educator so essentially mm-hmm. helping the kids that needed a bit of extra support throughout their day to be successful and to feel confident mm-hmm. and I was doing that but I was still doing my um influencing and like my sharing on the side okay and it just started to conflict with each other so I had to have like kind of like an ultimatum it was just like you can't do both. You can't be sharing what you're sharing. And then mm-hmm. also be showing up and like teaching right. kids how to sing itsy bitsy spider. <laughs> right. Which like I hate, <laughs> but I also respect at the same time. Like I wasn't yeah. even talking about anything that I talk about now. Like I was so muted. But it just also like came like to a mm-hmm. point where I was like, I need to decide what I'm gonna do. And right. I was introduced to the online space from a coach that I was following and she was doing business coaching mm-hmm. and I had four thousand dollars to my name and the program was five thousand dollars and I trusted myself I jumped Damn. yeah I got That's back from crazy. a trip to um my ex-fiance and I mm-hmm. we went to Portugal and Spain <laughs> for a year <laughs> or for a month sorry and I got back and my first day back I walked into the sand pit. this little boy that I'd been trying to potty train for like a year and a half literally Jesus. like came up to me and was like look at my Tonka truck and I was like Slay so and so like I love that I'm like uh where the fuck did you get a rock and it was his shit rolled up in the sand and I, you're like you're gonna like, go I can't do yeah this anymore, no I man. I I I literally I think it's time. walked myself into the <laughs> office and I said I I can't even give you my two weeks like I'll finish this week up but like no, I I'm I need to follow again. my dream yeah and I did and I quit and I had two weeks to yeah. find clients and an income and it was so scary and you did it yeah I don't remember I don't recommend it to be honest. Yeah, I literally, my first program had 12 people in it. And my first month, I made three grand. My second month, I made 11 grand. And then by month four, I was making like 20K a month. Yeah.
0: So, how long have you been doing it for?
3: So, I started my business in
1: 2019. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's really uh, So, good. these
1: next few questions that we have, we kind of gathered from our listeners, you guys, along with some of our friends. We were trying to get like questions from like straight men as well, wow. um, based on your, mm-hmm. you know, expertise of being mm-hmm. the confidence coach of all coaches. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The world
0: traveling sex and confidence coach. Yes. The like circus show. <laughs> <laughs> For the, <tour> <laughs> the diabetic sex and confidence coach. <laughs>
1: $5 the, dis- now. the disabled <laughs> sex coach.
2: The
0: blind The diabetic. bisexual <laughs>
1: the bisexual
3: blind diabetic <laughs> No literally when people like explain yourself, I'm like queer, disabled, outgoing, Canadian, Good, <laughs> tattooed, funny as fuck, right. smart fat pussy. Like, that yeah. the energy, yeah. <laughs> right. Do I need
1: to keep going? <laughs> no, nothing Sunburned else.
0: Sunburned, <laughs> asshole. Don't <laughs> yeah. forget that one. Don't forget that <laughs> one.
1: So, yeah, these are our most asked questions, just Okay, let me you. try to rapid fire them. Okay. No, we ha- we actually have a rapid fire at the end. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got it prepped for you, don't we worry. We have three okay. segments, yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, <I love> this. <laughs> what is a common sexual preference between straight women that you've noticed?
1: Like, within your clients. Exactly. A common sexual
3: preference... A lot of my clients aren't straight. Okay. Um, and oh, I think that's because okay. I'm not straight either. So okay. there is this ability to be seen by someone who is disabled and not straight and goes outside of the grain and is a little bit wonky and funky. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like I would say like majority of my clients are bisexual, if not pan Ooh. or queer. Okay. Um, however, I will say just like as a whole, mm-hmm. I am finding that the majority of my clients like crave uniqueness and it's not something that i saw when i first started coaching when i first started coaching it was more so like confidence and more like physical things so let's break down uniqueness a little bit more yeah
0: that's an interesting answer yeah it it
3: was really interesting too and it's so funny because when i talk to my clients that are dating they're like i don't want like what everyone else is so um Mm. for example like for me i have a list of like my dream soulmate Mm -hmm. and i have like pictures of people like Men with rings on and with yep. painted nails. <laughs> Girl, you bandana. already know the hands. The yeah. hands. It's yep. a picture of me. Like cute crop tops and like sick <laughs> outfits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my clients are very similar. They're like, it's it's one thing, yes, like society tells us we should like what like the norm is, but mm-hmm. I find a lot of my clients they're just looking for someone that can like enlighten and enlick that like part of their brain that's not activated right now. And I feel like can the exact kind of same. challenge them in a way. 100 percent Like Whoa. I find a lot of my clients are like, I just want someone. That brings something that my brain can't naturally process. So, I have clients that are like, I want someone that's like in arts or like someone who's like really good at piano or just someone that's like really into like dinosaurs or like space or like ergonomics or whatever it is because it just brings
1: something out in their brain that's different and unique and
3: it's like adding to them. So, that doesn't
1: necessarily mean that they have to be like unique in bed, it's more about their personality and the way they carry themselves.
3: What I find is that, like, if someone is unique, they're unique in every aspect of their life. Right. So, for example, Mm -hmm. like, for me, I desire a partner that's, Mm -hmm. like, hey, like, I kind of like this outfit. It's kind of new. Let me, like, kind of, like, zhuzh it up. And then, like, maybe three days later, they're also, like, hey, I saw this, like, sex move online. Or, like, I saw this thing. Or I heard this thing on the podcast. Like, Does does that interest you? And even if we don't do
1: it, it's like the fact that they're like curious about something outside of the box. And I find a lot of my clients want that. So that brings me to another question because a lot of our listeners want to know, like how do you gain the confidence to try something new in the bedroom when you feel like you're more inexperienced than the person that you're sleeping with type thing? Totally. Mm -hmm.
3: And it can be really, really scary because we put a lot of our worth in our desirability to the person that we are dating or to right. the world right so mm-hmm. we have um for most men or people with penises their whole worth is in how good they can fuck and lay down the pipe and mm-hmm. how much money they can make mm-hmm. for That's women yeah. for people with vaginas it's mm-hmm. very much like how much what money you're capable can make yeah and like mm-hmm. the male gaze and like how pretty you are and how desirable you are to men even if you are not someone that likes men it's Literally. still like the top tier mm-hmm. compliment that like if a man finds you sexy or attractive or um, right. appropriate then like you win right right so yeah. n- sex naturally is a very intimidating action to go through and an experience to ex- to have because mm-hmm. by society's standard it's already taboo it's already outside of the box so when mm-hmm. you're someone that's looking to expand the best thing that you can do is just to do it for yourself first. So I always Mm. encourage my clients to listen to audio porn, read books. There's Mm -hmm. like so many people Mm. on TikTok now talking about smut. We all know a proper whore is listening to porn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or even like watching Mm -hmm. porn, even just like exploring a different category. And the thing about indulging in sexual experiences is that you don't have to physically do it yourself in order for it to be valid so a lot of the times my Mm. clients will come to me and they're like why am I having and I'm gonna put a trigger warning on because like some of these topics can be kind of triggering but Mm -hmm. I have like clients that come to me and they're like why do I want to be raped why do I want to be held hostage why do Mm. I want a man in the mafia Mm. who will kill me if -hmm. I don't fucking and like all of these topics that are really really Quote unquote wrong in their Taboo. brain. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, like, does does that mean I have to go and date a gangster or like a plug? <laughs> wink, wink. Um, you know, like, and they get scared. <laughs> You know, they're like, what does that mean about me? Right. That's what it always means. Like when I have this fantasy, that's not this of the being box, a therapy
1: session for me.
3: Play, play. I'll charge you. I'll send you my advice. You it. But, but transparently. Right. It's like whenever we have this fantasy or we have this desire, it's never mm-hmm. like, oh, this is interesting. We always reflect it back to like, well, what does this mean always. about me as a person? Mm-hmm. Why am I bad? Why yeah. am I having this? Why am I desiring this? Right. Oh, my fucking God, am I fucked up? Right. Instead of being like, OK, I can indulge in these things without actually having to physically do it myself. So I always tell people, read books, um, watch audio, watch porn.
1: Yeah. Basically,
3: get confident within yourself before you bring a partner yeah. into it. And again, like you can experience something without actually physically doing it. So for me, there are a lot of things that I'm very curious about, but I don't really necessarily want right now to experience it. Okay. But I indulge in mm-hmm. it by reading about it or writing about it or writing like poems. Like I know it sounds like really like yeah. floofy, but it's actually no really nice, healing and actually, fun. Yeah, like I sit same. outside in the sun without my like with like my little bikini tanning on. your asshole, tanning my asshole, and, and you're and writing. <laughs> Poetry, bitch. Yeah. About like getting DP by 19 guys. Yeah. 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 So you can, you can do that. And then as you start to get comfortable with that idea, then you can bring it to your partner and say, Hey, this is something that I'm interested in. I'm very nervous. One, you probably don't have the vocabulary, which can also um, make Mm -hmm. you feel insecure. Mm -hmm. So learning the vocabulary, having conversations with people that you can trust, i.e. whether it's a sex worker, a friend, someone who has OnlyFans, a sex coach, a sex therapist. Just educating yourself Mm -hmm. where you can. Yeah, And and then so that you have the vocabulary, right? Because I have Mm -hmm. clients that come to me and they're like, I want to say this and I don't think it's actually what I want, but I need help finding the words. And then I kind of help my clients like move through that. And then when you go to your partner, you can say, hey, this is something that I'm curious about. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to do it in person but like can we maybe mm-hmm. masturbate to it together or can we like find oh, an alternative yeah. so like that. for yeah, me same. i love getting choked out to the point where i'm like literally seeing <laughs> <I Jesus. laughs> I literally I like that, this. literally that's <laughs>
1: revealed in this coming week's uh, episode i, I literally yeah. i want to like just like uh, be a little afraid yeah so i have uh, experienced it afraid. many times and i love it i love that you're talking about that because there was a moment where i did feel like damn am I is this like you know tied to my childhood trauma yeah the first time I was like really interested in
3: being choked out I thought it was like because I was kind of experiencing suicidal thoughts mm. at the time mm. I was like oh is this because I actually want to kill myself but I, I won't do it myself right and so I was like so in my wow. head about it but mm. then when I actually experienced it with a it's dom normal. who was like very very mature and experienced it was like I, I saw Jesus but then I also saw my man and he was like right. so caressing after but mm-hmm. it was so great but at first before even like going the full fledge I just like got him really comfortable and I got really comfortable with him putting his hands on my throat and going a little bit deeper and deeper but it was, wasn't was even mm-hmm. in sex it was like after dinner or right. like sitting there while we're watching a movie just him like really playing with my neck getting Ooh. comfortable with pressure yeah, yeah. and then I was like oh this feels really safe because I said stop and you stopped I said harder and you went harder I love and it. then it brought up that confidence
1: to be able to bring it up slay the fucking house down so yeah. ease into it ease your way into the whole thing yeah
0: So I had a question. You were saying that you have like mostly queer clients. Mm -hmm. How would you give advice to a client that wants to experiment with the same sex? Like, Mm -hmm. how would you build the confidence to get to that point? Aka me. Yeah. How do no, I? Start no one a pussy? in particular.
1: <laughs> How do I get the That's confidence like that was to lick that
2: was
3: pussy? Please tell me. Yeah. Um, so this is actually like very personal to me as well because I came out of my seven-year relationship knowing that I was queer, but never experimenting. Okay. And then mm. my first experience actually trying to experiment with people who have vaginas and pussies is that. Um they basically told me that I was like queer baiting.
1: Which is such a culture thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so community.
3: I my first experience with like wanting to actually like confidently go into that was very much shut down. And so I was very intimidated. Um and mm. so actually this is still something very new to me as well. Okay. Um but something that was really validating for me was just getting really comfortable with <laughs> like first base, second base things, and mm. giving myself the opportunity to like even Put, like, the, I remember the first day that
1: I changed my Tinder Your and my bumble. I was just gonna ask yeah. you, is that From the first men thing okay. to everyone? That uh-huh. was a huge step for me. I did it and then I changed it back and then I deleted yeah. the
0: app. Yeah, yeah I was, then everyone, uh, I get scared. I
1: literally yeah. changed it back to straight. To no, and I, I've done yeah. that
3: too, babe. And, and and it's okay because there's this thing called comphet, and it's essentially the natural mindset that we are straight. So, yeah, because it's ingrained in mm. society, it makes us feel really uncomfortable. And that's what I did as well. I put it on everyone and then I saw like. Everything and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't actually like that. What the fuck? No, I'm straight. Who was I thinking? And then I like went back to men and that's it. But then what I allowed myself to do was like just actually visualize and see women outside of just like what they showed on porn, like women on women porn and on Mm -hmm. like the dating apps. So I got really comfortable in the dating apps just swiping yes onto women. And finding what I actually like, because I take so much time to find out what I like in the opposite sex, but I wasn't giving myself
1: the same time to figure out what I wanted in a woman. It's like, how do you separate, like, it being, like, friendly, girly pop shit, and, like, I want girl. And I actually Uh, want to be with you. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and so at first, I I thought I was kind of, like, a fake gay. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's how I thought. I felt like like a fraud. That's why I was like, let (laughs) me go back on to men, because I'm a fraud. And then I finally gave myself the opportunity to kind of, like, take my time and just really, like see the wide rage and I was like oh I'm actually not straight whatsoever I just wasn't looking in the right direction and I found out Uh, what I really like that's so much courage Mm -hmm. so then I got really comfortable owning okay this is excuse me this is the type of man that I like this is man that I like this is the type of non-binary person that I like and this is the Mm -hmm. type of woman that I like I got really comfortable with that. And that's okay. And I got really comfortable with it. And then I started having more conversations with it. And then I started like going on a couple dates and I was very transparent and open with people. And some people hated it and some people loved it. But then I like started going on dates and then I like got really comfortable hugging and like not being friends, but more so being romantic that was really hard because I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm like, me and Lex were talking about our pubes like literally two hours ago. I'm like, girl, I love when I get like this. And yeah. it's like really hard. And then all of a sudden you go on a date and you're like talking about pubes with, and then you're like, wait, uh, no, like I'm literally supposed to be having sex with you or like no, my friends. Literally,
1: I can't. Uh, yeah. So I
3: got really comfortable talking. And then I got really comfortable holding hands and being like romantic. And then I got really comfortable making out. And then eventually I just found people that were like so comforting and like, hey, let me show you how to do it. Let me support you let me show you how to be gay yeah and like Mm. so many times like people were like you lie down i'll do it to you i like i will and like when you tell me something that you like i will explain what i was doing have you been in a queer relationship yet I was seeing someone I was seeing a beautiful trans woman but because Mm -hmm. of my public appearance it was just like really uncomfortable for her because she was like I'm not like safely in who I am yet and I don't feel safe with you like having the platforms that you do and I Mm -hmm. totally understood that's understandable Um, yeah yeah, but like I would love to it's like when I go back into dating I'm like again healing that part of me so I can like really be open to anyone and everyone that comes my way
2: but I got
3: just like really comfortable like actually like asking questions and like being surrounded Mm -hmm. by queer folks and like giving myself the opportunity to like be valid in that two other things one it's very similar to sucking dick like i will tell you for free like i thought it was gonna be so so different it's not like using your tongue being enthusiastic communicating caressing the areas around yeah it's the same
0: like eating ass honestly 100 i literally
3: was like oh my god this is literally like eating that guy's ass that i ate three weeks ago <laughs> Good, I I mean, some I of us, us aren't like, eating ass comfort so. So. <laughs> no it's fine eating ass is not for everyone and i it's just like, like a, i mean i don't know <laughs> girl, i'll come on another episode and we'll talk about eating ass use your
0: hand and pretend like it's a <laughs> pussy just okay. put another yeah. finger through it and that's the clit
3: no, <laughs> so Mike but, said I practiced. Look, but listen, like, like the, all body parts have like parts that are very so. Like the clitoris, for example, is very similar to the tip. So we know that the tip of the penis is very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So we know to be
1: sensitive with the clitoris. So you just like put it in a different like, yeah, I yeah. Get it. And then I'm like, okay. okay,
3: like the labia is very similar to the shaft, right? And so just, like, like comparing images wow. in your
1: head. Yeah, I'll
3: be like a little bit more like heavier with my touch there because uh-huh. I know when I'm on the shaft, I'm also a little bit more like heavier okay. there. Got
1: it. Wait, that's a good trick yeah okay. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah.
3: Then, and then the other thing too is like transparently there's also a really great website called beducated.com and they have videos on everything Notes. it's lessons <laughs> i have a code it's erica 60 and it will get you 60 percent oh we're putting that in um, the description um, for you yeah, guys Don't but you it's amazing it. and they have videos on everything they have videos on how to how to know if you're queer or not they have videos on communication learning about fingering and they have like educators from all across the world teaching on like so many topics there's like three thousand videos or something but like they that. like will just teach you like here's how to eat a pussy here's how to finger someone and that was also really supportive because i always tell my clients too like education is confidence
1: no absolutely you get really confident you about get really it. confident
3: about it so why not actually understand the anatomy and watch how people do it and watch how they explain it and then give yourself the opportunity to do that
1: what advice would you give somebody who is struggling with getting pointers from their partner sexually like let's say Mm -hmm. yeah rejection (laughs) essentially like let's say you're a straight man and in a het relationship she wants you to improve in like eating her pussy right how would Mm -hmm. you give him advice to kind of feel better about it and get Mm -hmm. confidence to accept what she's saying when Mm -hmm. you're delivering something that you would like Mm -hmm. I always put it in the
3: position of like someone else right so like I never just do something for me. I'm not like, oh, you fucking suck at that. I mm-hmm. always think of it as like, if I was the other person, like, how would that be supportive for them as well? So, one of my previous partners, mm-hmm. we had a really hard time having sex, and I was really frustrated mm-hmm. because I was like, oh my God, everything else is really great, but like, right. fuck. And so, instead of being like, oh, you're not doing it right, I was like, hey, you know like let's just have a conversation and so i mm. what i did was i opened up the floor for both of us to have a conversation it
1: wasn't just one-sided okay. so what advice would you give him to accept this conversation
3: i'm gonna be super transparent if you're not mm-hmm. fucking ready to have a conversation about sex then you shouldn't be having sex grow up heal yourself Facts. move on and stop fucking around with people do you hear that straight men do you <laughs> hear that with anyone <laughs> truly it's, it's, it's deeply one of my biggest frustrations is if you are not ready to have talk conversations about preventative sex Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. STIs and sexual wellness or around boundaries and limitations and also to asking for what you need and Mm -hmm. also respecting people's desires then you should not be having sex and it's a responsibility that you Mm -hmm. take if you are someone that is engaging in sexual activity sexual trauma is so easy to like adhere to
1: Mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm.
3: are so many ways in which we can experience
1: trauma or just like discomfort and like oh, frustrations yeah. around it and sure. a majority of us have that's 100 percent and it's like, like yeah. we all relate but we don't talk about it enough but it's that's because why. we
3: don't talk about it so I, yeah. I, I i tell people if your partner is not receiving information they don't want to mm-hmm. hear it they don't fucking like mm-hmm. you just to let you know and I'm sorry if you're listening Ooh. to this and someone's listening and your partner is telling but you that true. they want to true If they're hear not, but, if
1: they don't have the willingness to
3: understand, mm-hmm. then it's Whether like they're you're doing not, it wrong or whether right. you want something better or they want you to change or you're saying, hey, how can I make this better for you? And they're saying, mm-hmm. oh, it's fine. Uh-huh. They don't like you. Right. They actually because don't give I a don't fuck care about to him. help
0: you. At all. No, right. because
3: sexual pleasure is something that's so special and sacred and it's so such special. a great way yeah. to experience life. And so if mm-hmm. you are not open to hearing it or if you are not receiving or giving, like what the fuck are you doing it for? What
1: is the point? What's your intention yeah. here then? Mm-hmm. No, you might as well
3: go like eat lollipops and just like talk about that because like <laughs> it's irrelevant. So when you're receiving, when you're giving, like you, you have to, if you're going to have sex, you have to be like grow up like literally like grow Mm -hmm. up up. just grow up if you're listening grow up disclaimer yeah and (laughs) honestly like i always tell my clients have conversations in the parking lot, in the grocery store, at the bank about sex and see how right. your partners respond. And that's mm. always a really great indication of the Honestly, type of person that your partner is. I feel like I'm with. so quick
1: to bring up okay. just like sex in general though, just, in regards to like talking yeah. about it.
3: But that's the it's, thing though, is like have it yeah. at the dining table. Because if no, you're literally, not, if your person's like, about conversations, you should not be even getting naked with that person because they're yeah. not going to respect you. They're not honoring you.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: rejection is hard. I get it. It's really difficult to hear that you're not great at something, especially because, again, if you are a straight man in this situation, like, you've been told yeah. that you're too worth you're certain great. two things. You're, yeah, bag yeah, you're and You're great dead. At everything, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so when you're bad in bed, it's, like, a reflection of who you are as a man, and the worst thing that a man can be is shitty. Right? Yeah. right? But it's not. It's, like, everybody it's really is not. different. It's, like, mm-hmm. if I go outside every day wearing a bikini... Mm-hmm. Some days it's going to be really great and it's going to be really appropriate. And then some days I'm going to wear a bikini and it's going to be minus 50 and I'm yeah. going to be fucking freezing and I'm going to die. So it's the same as when you're having sex with people like rejection. Yes, it's hard to not hear that you're the best. And one of my previous partners t- gave me a 9.5 out of 10 on my blowjob and I literally almost fucking broke up with him because I was like, "That's Are a you f- great." That's no, a girl, a 10, girl, all my other 15 <laughs> r- replies were a 10 out of 10 and she I asked said, him I said, a fucking
1: I said so fuck what the fuck what the
3: fuck happened and he's like you, I just want you to play with my balls more like I want you to be really hard on my balls I'm like
1: well you should have been said that <laughs> and, but then I said to him
3: but then so I got pissed right I got defensive I got frustrated and I was like well what the fuck but then I was like that makes sense. And I right. was like, yeah, I just love rough play on my balls. Whereas like my previous 10 partners were like, oh my God, like yeah. you touch my balls, I'm going to fucking jizz in a second, Not right? Yet. So <laughs> yeah, if someone comes to you and says, hey, can we talk about like your availability in the bed? I always say have it both ways. Like have both people be mm-hmm. able to say, hey, I really like this. I don't like necessarily care for that or like this mm-hmm. could be a little bit better and I like it this way. The mm-hmm. best thing that you can do is instead of saying, I don't like how you give me head, You can word it like this. Hey, I have been thinking about like the oral that I'm receiving and I was Mm -hmm. thinking about how it's usually really soft. And I've actually learned from a sex coach that I follow on Instagram named The Strategy Slut and she was talking about how good it feels <laughs> to have different types of pleasure. Uh-huh. And I'm realizing that if every you time you hug me, out. every time you choke me out, every time you <laughs> grab my hand, I feel very aroused. But when you trickle me or when you tickle my back, I don't really care for it. No. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering like maybe that could also apply to the oral that we're having. Like, do you think you could maybe like go in with a little bit more pressure and see if like that would be something to explore? I love that.
1: It's easing into yeah. it. With a delivery, you just get you don't even feel like you're doing something wrong it's like oh Mm -hmm. i can do this even better like it's yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's just like it's
3: about like how you deliver it and i always just tell people like be gentle because like it's already a tricky subject mm-hmm. but also too yeah. like some people just don't know like everyone's so scared to do things because they just think that we should be born these like massive whores who right. can like gobble yeah. on dick and who can eat pussy like a queen yeah, and no. it doesn't always happen like that mm-hmm. and it will never happen like that because everyone's different. Right. Like how exactly. I would gobble on Mike's dick is gonna be completely different and <laughs> how I'm gonna lick your pussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it's like the completely all different experience. On only fans. Only fans. <laughs> oh, the best threesome ever. Yeah, up. <laughs> a proper three so we're just teasing you guys in psych surprise I know I said OnlyFans wasn't working for me but guess
2: what
0: surprise <laughs> new vid dropping no, $12.99 thank you 12 so I had a question How would you go about building the confidence to leave a toxic relationship
3: when I'm approached by clients, which is like pretty much every week with someone who's like in a really shitty relationship. The biggest Mm -hmm. thing is to recognize that you're going to leave on your own terms Mm -hmm. and you have to go through the phases of grief and you have to go through the phases of releasing yourself and giving yourself the opportunity to become compassionate about where you are. I am mm-hmm. very transparent and like I was in a really toxic relationship from the end of 2021 into 2022. Motherfucker came back in November of last year just recently when I was like starting my celibacy journey and like basically was like presenting himself as the man that he like tried to fucking present himself at, in the first place. Okay. And mm-hmm. I I slipped. Like I, I was texting him. I was like waiting for him. I was like giving him mm. like opportunities and something that I tell my clients is like the idea is not to be perfect Right, like in mm. a perfect world, yes, we would just up and leave our partners. But when it's ingrained in our brains from like the day that we're three years old, watching Disney princesses, that like yep. men will save us and that mm. the relationship is everything. And then when you have your parents down your throat, being like, "So when's my grandbaby's coming? Yeah, oh where's your boyfriend? God, yes. where's your partner?" Right. So something that <laughs> I always tell people is like, you have to be really compassionate with yourself and recognize Grace. that even if you just say, "Hey, I'm realizing that this relationship is not proper for me." That is a great place to start. However, a lot of people don't coach with me for this reason is I'm always very honest and transparent and also mm-hmm. saying it's now your responsibility to find the courage to leave. And the thing exactly. that happens is like when you're in toxic relationship, there's many different things happening. And I really fucking hate like a lot of the narrative on TikTok right now where it's like I would never let a man do that to me. I said the same it's fucking a lot. thing, and this man had me literally with like a cuckoo banana around my face, being like ding, dang, mm-hmm. ding. like, like because and I'm very very confident. Bitch. I know what mm-hmm. I yeah. And so, something that you have to realize is, like, why you have to be really compassionate with yourself and recognize that, like, if you are in this position, you can't feel embarrassed because it can happen to anyone and everyone. Right. It's yeah. not because you fucking hate yourself. There is always, and again, transparency, there is always a lack of something going mm-hmm. on if you are allowing that to happen. And if you've right. gotten it to that point, like, for me my ex this guy that i was dating it was great for three weeks and then he like fucking ghosted me out of nowhere and i didn't hear from him for a month and it like completely crushed me and then he came back and i fucking let him back in and so i recognized Mm -hmm. that and then i paid for every single date and i recognized that that was a problem you know but then when i was in therapy afterwards because i was really fucked up by it she was like you have to understand that like the most confident people can become completely crushed if someone is really good at their art and this man was really good at his art. Mm -hmm. And so there's a term, and everyone throws it around, but it's called gaslighting, right? We've all heard of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But do you all know the story of gaslighting? Because let me fucking tell it to you. No, tell me. So the term comes from a couple back in the 60s, okay? And it's a real-life story. So Mm -hmm. this man, very wealthy, married this woman and moved them out to the middle of the country into this beautiful house and in the house there was gas lighting okay so Mm -hmm. all these beautiful lights around the house that kept the house lit Mm -hmm. and so every night she would go around and she would light it and he would follow behind her and turn them off Mm -hmm. and she'd be like oh my god i swear i did that and he was like Uh i didn't see you no yeah fucker and then the next night same thing she went around and made sure all the lights are on and then he went behind and he unlit them and she was like what the hell And at first she just didn't think anything of it. She thought she was kind of like losing it. She wasn't paying attention. Because why would he
1: do that? Yeah. Yeah, Years later
3: go by and she's pulled from this relationship somehow. And they study her and they realize that she was literally losing her sense of reality Mm -hmm. because this man was constantly engraving and placing this narrative in her head to the point where she actually didn't know that she like she could not trust herself worth anything because what? it was so consistent that the only wow. person to blame naturally would be herself because mm-hmm. she didn't see what was going That's on That's something the back. that I've
1: yeah, yeah that mm-hmm.
3: I've worked through with therapy it's Exactly. Like exactly. So when it comes yeah. to leaving toxic relationships you have to be really compassionate with yourself if you judge mm-hmm. yourself and shame yourself you're not going to
1: feel any better. You're not going to leave. It makes you exactly. lose that yeah, trust yeah, within yeah. yourself too if you're constantly being your worst enemy and being yeah. like you know, down on yourself, like, why'd you do that? Or, you and then all of up. a sudden like you, you say, so oh stupid. my gosh, you're
3: an idiot. You, Of course you yep. deserve this because course, a smart yep. girl or a woman of worth wouldn't do this, mm. right? And so all of a sudden you just, like, start losing sense of yourself. So the biggest right. thing that I always tell clients is, like, one, you'll always leave on your own terms. And mm-hmm. when you do, it's going to be the best fucking thing ever. Two, you have to just continue to surround yourself with people that support you and don't shame Mm -hmm. you for it. Like, all my friends, they were so supportive of me. They didn't call me stupid. They didn't call me fucking annoying. Was it hard? Yes. Were they, like, really frustrated with me? Of course, like... It's hard on them too, right? To listen every day. Like, oh my God, this guy, blah, blah, (laughs) blah. But my best friends knew that if they didn't support me, the only thing that would happen was that I would end up with this guy for longer, Mm -hmm. right? So have a support system. Tell your friends, hey, listen, like I know that this is really toxic. I'm really struggling to leave. I just need a bit of compassion right now and support and love because at some point I'm going to get the the confidence to do it. But right now I'm really struggling to do it. And having that support, having Mm -hmm. those friends, even if it's just someone online, like I have people that keep track of me. Like they message me and they're like, girl, I left him. There's so many uh,
1: support groups on Mm -hmm. on Facebook, like Facebook groups of just young girls, girls in their 20s, girls in their 30s. Holding their standards. There's so many communities that you can find. It doesn't have to be physical anymore. So don't feel like you're alone in any of these situations. I have
3: one girl that messages me every week and she's like, Mm -hmm. I didn't leave, but I went out and did one thing for myself this week. without his permission i'm like perfect girl i'm so proud of you right like that's that's what they need that's where it starts that's where it starts my
0: issue is that i know i'm in a toxic relationship and i realize that and then one week later i'm like no this is all fine like i love him i want to be here for sure
3: my therapist had me keep a notebook of like all the fucking things that made me anxious and and made me sick to my stomach Mm -hmm. and every time that i kept being like it's fine it's fine. She made me go back into that notebook and it was so traumatizing. And I was, I I said to her, I was like, Kathy, girl, you're having
1: an anxiety tracker and you'll see like, you could actually have the control to not have so much fucking anxiety in your life. Yeah. If you put these boundaries up. Then what Mm -hmm. she also had me do is she made me have a notebook or a note in your phone that had all the
3: things that I so badly wanted him to do, but he Mm -hmm. wouldn't. And things that I was craving. So I had two examples. I had what was my reality right now. And the things that made me feel like shit. And then I had Mm -hmm. things that were making me feel like, oh my God, I want that so bad. And so I had two Mm -hmm. examples. And so when I was feeling scared... I would go mm-hmm. into this one of the future of being like, oh my god, I can have a partner that dances bachata with me and is emotionally available and yeah. takes me
2: out on dates.
1: She's Latina. <laughs> She's Latina, your honor. She's <laughs> Puerto Rican. Yeah. I'm gonna need <laughs> and you, so, wait, I'm gonna need you to pronounce bachata, 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 bachata. bachata, bachata. bachata. I see it. I don't want to get canceled for trying to be Latin now. Come on, <laughs> no, <we> pre- <laughs> no, babe, we appreciate that. It's like you saying bachata is like, girl, come okay, on, bachata. bachata. Say it with a little bit of flavor. Bachata. Okay, bachata. bachata. That's Italian. What's
3: that cheese in the circle? That's um brata. Oh, bichata. oh bichata. I was thinking
0: brie. <laughs> no, brata. About- <laughs> brata bichata, same thing. But anyways, anyways,
3: I had these two um, notebooks. And whenever I was feeling a certain type of way, if I was like, oh, my God, I really miss him, I would go in and be like, these are all the things that I wanted him to do. And And then when I was also being like, oh, my God, I love him and I want to be with him, I'd go into this other notebook and be like, oh, just fucking joking. He liked every single girl's photo but my own and then told me that I was insecure. Mm. I was in therapy last year for my confidence.
1: Right. Figure that one out. I like that you have your boundaries and, and you stick to it because sometimes speaking for myself being that I've never been in a relationship at all mm. sometimes I'm like am I being too difficult with my mm-hmm. standards but it's like mm. that you get to a point where it's like if you budge on certain boundaries eventually you put you budge on everything and that's and how they're gonna the come way. back up and then you're just gonna be unhappy because you know in that moment you're like well maybe I can look past this can you look past this the longevity that you need yeah
0: but one thing me and you have lex is like we get bored also because of like anxiety response and yeah. it's not because we don't like the person it's because we get scared. protection yeah exactly. it's like oh my
1: god i like you actually i'm bored <laughs> Fuck you. but it's Bye. hard to find
0: which one's which like
1: yeah, yeah. And avoidance as well, right? Like,
3: Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my God. I definitely have avoidance attachment. Vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Let me just fucking self-sabotage the fucking shit out of this. Right. But (laughs) yeah, I, I can recognize now as someone who, like, actively dates and has gone on so many shitty dates. I can tell now when i'm tapping out because of values and when i'm tapping out because i'm scared
0: oh i need to get to that point soon yeah but you know what (laughs) it took me a
1: lot of dating and a lot of talking and a lot of shitty practice that's literally what my therapist tells me too because i'm actively in therapy i'm actively working on my relationship with men and finding respect for them along with uh getting over my fear of them because i have a lot of trauma when it comes to the male species yeah. um, so dating is literally what you're welcome he um, said know. he said slay our slay king slay <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, this is when he you knows bad when you're like I have to laugh too
1: or else I'm like you know, this podcast is going to no. get real dark real no, fast <laughs> no we don't get that serious Barbie. it is not that deep Um, But it it really is. But my therapist has told me like actively dating and and even fantasizing and things like that, that Mm. gets you to the point of practicing to see a man in a different Mm. light. If you're struggling like me or you relate to what I said and finding respect and um, safety within men. It's practicing fantasizing what safety with men feels like and starting to practice that dialect of men make me feel so safe. Even if you don't mm. feel that yet, yeah. just starting to say that and then you'll start attracting that type of man. A hundred percent. hundred percent. The healing
3: that comes with reintroducing yourself is so overwhelming and Absolutely. tricky. But like mm-hmm. where I'm at I find right now. Every day, like when I go to the gym every day, I'm like, I'm going to talk mm-hmm. to a man and say hi. And so when I walk up
1: those stairs, all the She'll trainers like, hey, are hey, sitting are- there.
3: That's yeah, good. And I say, hey, sweetie. And I've like developed these really beautiful relationships with some of the male trainers. You there give and some such of the a people. vibe
1: to like that you're just this confident fucking queen. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, you can no talk
0: I do. To anybody, because, pick up anybody, right? You know what I though? That. I have
1: to.
3: I have to actively work on it. So, Mike, it's so funny you say that because I'm actually in therapy right now because I have this belief that like I don't deserve hot people.
1: Me too. Yeah, uh, we've mm. talked about this, Lex.
3: And so Literally. I actually I got caught a couple weeks ago by my girlfriend, and which is why I'm back in therapy mm. because we were walking across the street in Toronto. And this really hot guy was across the street staring. I was like sitting there with my girlfriend. We're on a walk and like I wasn't feeling super sexy. I was just in a sweater. It was chilly like whatever. Mm. And this guy's staring at me and I'm like not wearing my glasses so I don't think anything of it. And then as he starts walking towards me I say to my girlfriend I'm like oh my god is is that guy hot? And she goes and as soon as I looked at him and saw that he was literally staring at me I went like this like my head mean. turned 180 oh, how do you get over I, that? I got across the street and my girlfriend Jenna literally looked at me and was like what the fuck was that and I was like this is my life <laughs> unless I'm like approached like I am so confident online to like approach wait so you relate
1: so you relate to like what we've been saying lately okay and, yeah, like and my that. girlfriend literally was like
3: I know you don't have many people that hold you accountable because there's not many things that we need to hold you accountable for because you're so fucking on it and right. she was like that's problem me? No, she's like that is a problem she's like i love you but like that man literally was like i fucking you and like literally staring at you and you just
1: didn't feel like you were worthy of it yeah, yeah exactly and so okay. i
3: walked straight into my therapy session and i said i have a problem with accepting love from conventionally attractive people because i was spent my whole life being told that i was mm-hmm. a fat fucking ugly me. and i don't think i deserve it
0: i get scared when a guy's looking at me like a hot straight guy or a hot guy in general and i'm like no, he's, he's straight. Not like at I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to look at him no because I'm scared I'm gonna get hate crimed. <laughs> like literally. that's my instant thought. I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna get hate crimed today. I literally no,
1: will tell totally myself, bad. I'm like, oh no, he doesn't like fat asses. Like there's no way he likes fat
3: asses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally go to like like, top search
3: <laughs> porn, is like lesbian <laughs> porn and like big fat ass, <laughs> fat ass fight, fat white
1: girl. Ass.
0: You're the fantasy bitch. <laughs> no, literally. But yeah, it's
3: definitely one of the things that I'm
1: working on myself. So what have you learned in the journey of being able to? not only accept men approaching you but also maybe approaching men i have really had to take men off of pedestals it's insane it's ingrained in our species Mm -hmm. as women to put men on a pedestal yeah and even just like
3: i didn't realize i was putting like a lot of type of people on pedestals and so Mm -hmm. now what i do is every day i fucking go okay you're gonna go say hi to that one guy that's always at the gym and so actually today i was so anxious because i was like i need to go say hi to my crush because we usually just do this wave and walk away and I was like, okay, like there's this guy and he's like really sweet and really cute. Not necessarily my type, <laughs> but like more so like he was still very attractive uh-huh. um, and I'm not ready to date, but I just need to be able to say like, you know, what's your name? And anyways, right. anyways, I was like so fucking ready. I was hyping myself up and then I got there and my girlfriend was like, come to the class with me. So I got to actually go to the other side of the gym and I was like, woo, <laughs> saved. But I was like, hyping, I have to hype myself belt. up. Yeah. Not so literally. every day, every day I tell myself I'm going to talk to a man and it's going to be outside of just high. So like even if I say hey what's up or if I say like oh I like your shirt or like hey how's your workout today like anything and it's helping so much to know that you relate
1: just because you are a confidence coach and you hold yourself to this standard Standard. on social media and Mm -hmm. the same thing people think I'm so confident right so Mm -hmm. I relate to you on that when in reality we're so pussy and we can barely accept a (laughs) compliment we're not pussy we're human. Stinks, babe. Yeah. But I forget go. that we're like Verbiage. human. Yeah. So it's cool to know that you relate to that and you're a fucking confidence coach. Well, it's why people hire me. I don't right. fucking fake shit. I'll
3: tell you right. if I'm sad. I'll tell you when I'm struggling in business. I'll tell you when I'm frustrated. Ooh. I'll mm. tell you because it's a human experience. And when She's a real no bitch. Yeah. And when real. people know you've gone through it, they're like more likely to like relate to it. It's like people don't want to go online and see a confidence coach who never fucking has to worry about anything because Who's they're like, never fucking How you, struggled. you You just got there. You just right. got there. I show the journey. It, yeah.
1: I am the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. So before we get into the rapid fires, we have one more fucking question oh. and it is for business. It's I just love like it. confidence within business. So how to stay confident with your business for the creators, freelancers and entrepreneurs or just people trying to climb up the corporate ladder? How do you break through that imposter syndrome? The number one problem that people struggle with when
3: it comes to Entrepreneurship is people applying someone else's journey onto their own and expecting mm, it to comparison. work. For sure. So when I co like all my clients are business owners. That's like what my specialty is. I help business owners not only fuck up their business and feel confident there, but I help them with their body confidence and their sex. Okay, so that's like my trifecta, and it's She's a trifecta a, for a melting pot. Yeah, mm, it's, a tr- it's, it's my trifecta for a reason, right? Because it's so closely connected. Absolutely. But the majority of them come in and they are trying to apply. Like what? Alex fucking Cooper did for Call Her Daddy onto their right. podcast mm-hmm. and then they <laughs> tried to apply like fucking um, like damn blitzarians fucking Instagram oh. shit to grow right like so basically yeah. comparing they're comparing which, yeah. and they're saying oh well this girl's like me and she's she she does this and she like, it's gonna work for me and it doesn't and like mm-hmm. there's people that literally are identical to me in terms of like what they look like what they're selling what they're doing and then they try to fucking copy my business and they fucking suck at it and then they come mm-hmm. crying to me that they're not successful thing is is like we're constantly taking and applying and it doesn't work that way so the number one thing that i tell my clients is like you have to find out what like entrepreneurship looks like for you and what success is defined like for you for f- mm-hmm. some of my friends success yeah. is money straight up how much money is in their bank account mm-hmm. for me it's like yep. how happy i am how much rest mm-hmm. i have me. am i able to sleep yeah.
1: am i able to actually have orgasms and enjoy yeah. like a two hour like <laughs> it can i make time to even fucking masturbate that yeah. day like can i like yeah. sit and
3: watch a movie without having anxiety like i have so many more cursors of success outside yeah. of money and that's why sure. my business feels fucking successful like mm-hmm. you don't even have to know how much money i made and probably by the end of this podcast you're like She's rich as fuck because I have the rich mentality
0: yeah i believe it you know
3: Absolutely. what i mean like i mm-hmm. find like i can like go out and skateboard and i listen to my latin music and i feel like i am the richest <laughs> person on the on the block like that's how that it is. feels for me because i'm living out everything that i want i have my 15 clients that i have at every single time i'm on podcasts wow. that make me happy that's
1: actually really great 15 fucking clients at all times is yeah, a good is. fucking retainer yeah, always dish. and sometimes they're like
3: short term sometimes like i have three clients right now that are with me for a year right so it's like at any given time i can say like i have this this and this i'm traveling i'm doing podcasts with people that i love i'm laughing i'm with people that mean we a lot to you. me we love yeah. you and like that to <laughs> me is successful right and absolutely. and this is yeah, not to discredit exactly. you so please don't go home and like cry about this and like cancel no. me for this but like someone could look at your podcast and be like they only have 150 followers absolutely mm-hmm. they're, yeah, they're brand new sure. i'm that I think about that about us. No, for me, this is, like, one of the highlights of my year so far because, like, I genuinely love you guys and, like, I feel so seen by your podcast. So, like, this this to me is more successful than going on, like... If someone said Call Her Daddy... I would, I, would turn, I would probably turn out and call her daddy.
0: Wow. This is an exclusive interview.
3: Yeah. Exclusive. <laughs>
2: exclusive. Gay news. Gay, <laughs> gay news. This
0: for is exclusive.
3: gay news. I stand for what the fuck you guys do. <laughs> that means so, so much. So that means a lot to me, right? So when tear. you are an entrepreneur, you have to fucking, you got to get so fucking real with yourself. And let me tell you this too. A mm-hmm. couple things. Entrepreneurship's not for everyone. Sorry, nope. not sorry. It's, it's not. not. so true. You have to be so fucking yep. okay with failing every single fucking day it is decision after decision. Getting if you're vulnerable, not good at yeah. decision. Yeah, yeah, and you have to fucking do the hard shit. Like some people mm. cannot handle that, and that is okay. It doesn't mean yeah. that it's not for you forever. But you have to be so fucking for real with yourself. Like, if you have not gone on a fucking BFFR. healing journey or, like,
2: exactly.
3: journaled once in your life, don't fucking start a business. You're not going to be a
1: fucking, yep. yeah, you can't. You have to
3: fucking believe in your shit and your mission so fucking deep that when you get banned from Instagram and TikTok five fucking times each. You know that you're you is there. continue to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where that yeah. shit is, right? Like, there's so many times that I should have been, like, completely just done. But I'm mm. like, I have a fucking mission. I have a goal. I mean,
1: entrepreneurship is all about failing and getting back. How many times? It can is, you get like, back up. I don't know. Like yeah, a lot of people, exactly. like really
3: paint entrepreneurship as this like great escape to like richness. It's not. No. Like, I'm TikTokers rich. So I'm much. I've never been more. I'm yeah, the brokest I've, brokest ever, brokest been. I've ever been. Bitch. I'm the
1: brokest I've ever but been. But, but, I'm but I'm the, the happiest, and I'm happy,
3: <laughs> and I do my own thing, and I s- yeah. tan my butthole, and I get to chat with people. Right. Like, like she's grounding herself at all times. Yeah. So you just have to you you have to be really real with yourself. And again, like not people don't want to hear it. But like if you don't have something to stand for, like you have nothing to stand for at all. So like it's all about perspective. Mm, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have an opinion. Have a mission. Have a fucking purpose and fucking follow that and stop trying to be everyone else because it's not going to work.
1: All right. So let's do some fucking rapid fire. Quickie fucking. I love a quickie. We -hmm. love quickies. Midday quick. Okay. Okay, Let's do it. What's your sign? my sign capricorn sun sagittarius moon leo rising. like duh sagittarius Ooh. moon of course i can see it <laughs> you're sporadic as fuck bro I know <laughs> and then your ego is so fiery like a leo i yeah, love it it's so Ugh. perfect I'm, I'm just so perfect yeah wait what was your son again Cap? capricorn yeah oh so you're earth fire fire i'm just everything i'm just like
3: perfect mix of like mm. Mm. she said i'm
1: perfect yep duh. yeah
3: okay what's your go-to mcdonald's order oh my god okay for breakfast it's sausage and egg mcmuffin with two hash browns one on the sandwich and one on the side with a small Slice. orange juice and a medium iced coffee and yes. for at nighttime, if i'm drunk it's a mcdouble or whatever the fuck that is with a medium fry and a diet coke of oh
0: that sounds good yeah. what's your favorite kink that you partake in
3: mm, god mm-hmm. i love a good <laughs> praise I love, oh. it. I love a praise
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god
3: Bro, we are
1: the same i'm such a praise king uh-huh.
3: core yeah. yeah call me a good girl
1: and tell me i'm doing a good job and i will literally cream on the spot tell me no I literally <laughs> yeah. just tell me like how pretty i am like how fat my ass is and i just no yeah. my favorite
0: is when somebody's begging for me to like come in them
1: mm, wow <laughs> I mm-hmm. like fine I'll beg. I'll
3: <laughs> beg. <laughs> and I'm like let's not uh, <laughs> My Wi Fi went out. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> nice. Giving or receiving. Oh, I love to give. Oh you? my god, I'm so good. And it's the reason why I have so many clients because I am <laughs> the world's best giver. <laughs> I love. Yeah.
0: What sex position makes you feel the most confident?
3: Mm, i love missionary really that makes oh. you feel the most confident yeah i love it i feel so sexy i feel so seen it's so intimate to me especially if like the huh. person that i'm with is like very connected yeah I love i'm a that. missionary
1: bitch through and through say yeah mm. uh what was your first celebrity crash? nick jonas
0: Oh, because he's type of diabetic.
1: <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> Diabetes, <Yeah>. trauma <laughs> tra- tra- <bond>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, he's like the most hated diabetic in the world, but it's fine. Literally, but he's so, so
0: hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you weren't working for money but working for fun, what would you do? I would, I, I would Ooh, also do comedy. do comedy.
3: I actually okay. am funny. I know I've been very serious this um, episode, but I
1: actually am very funny. So I would probably, no, do, we know. I would be comedy, yeah. Like, if you could have any animal as a pet and there would be no negatives about it, what animal would you pick? None. I hate animals. You hate animals? <laughs> so you're a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And like, we got and down it's like to That's like part the of the my negative. branding. Like, I don't care for dogs and cats and I will not call them cute and I don't care about the dog across the street. Next question. Wait, no. What about my dog is looking at you like? No, I don't care. Next question. I'm not talking about pets. I will. I went famous. Okay, my most viral video, 80 million views, was from this dog and this grandpa and me crying over it. And I refuse to be known as someone who likes a dog now because that's all everyone knows me as. So next question.
1: She said, absolutely not. That will ruin my fucking
3: brand. This is way too vulnerable for me. Let's move on.
0: That's that's her boundary. That's
3: my boundary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next question. I feel bad because we don't have enough.
3: I'm like Mike, my favorite color is black and pink and I love oh. doing my own nails and my favorite meal ever is an egg omelet with ham and with veggies with hot sauce. I would put hot sauce wow. on chicken at my clitoris if I could. <laughs> I live in a small town. Uh, if I could have any car, it would be a G-Wagon. If I could okay. live anywhere in the world, it would be on a beach in Portugal. Okay. If Ooh. I only had one bullet in the world and I was able to kill anyone, I would shoot it up into the sky and say, God's plan. then
1: <laughs> and- <laughs> and- that's where we fucking wrap that up you guys (laughs) good thank you for popping our cherry today um i'm so so happy to take your virginity i don't believe in virginity
3: but i believe in this one and i'm taking no yeah i I love that we may have a full
1: episode on that whole full dissection of how you don't believe in virginity yeah i
3: think there's a lot to discuss i'm more than happy to come back on we can talk about like questions we can talk about sexual wellness Talk about Mm -hmm. being a whore, all those things. Yes, it's just the education and the topics that need to kind of go down. Yes, yeah. I
0: think people are definitely gonna want you back as well.
3: Oh, they
2: know exactly. And if you don't, don't (laughs) fucking tell me, and don't fucking write it in the fucking
1: comments. Don't fucking be fucking rude. (laughs) Only nice things, only. But seriously, guys, let us know what you like, what you didn't like, and if you have any questions that you want her to expand on, we are more than happy to have a full episode on Mm -hmm. it. So do not hesitate to write in at the proper podcast on Instagram. You can find Erica at the Strategy Slut. It will be linked here, so you don't have to worry about it. I'm not about to spell it out for you guys. Look in the fucking description. We take a lot of time there. You can find me at Thank You Lex on Instagram and TikTok. You can find Mike at Mike Candolf on Instagram. And uh, again, write in. We're here for you write into erica ask her your personal questions blow her ass up like all of her fucking shit and be the proper whore that you're meant to be what mom and dad taught you to be be (laughs) it be it be it (laughs) you can be as well exactly thanks and for having we, me guys it was so much fun yes. this is
3: such this is like the best two hours of my life so far <laughs> same and I know for the listeners as well too like that was the best two hours spent of my entirety of living I had to fucking be
1: yeah. all yeah. The, the listeners came
0: at the end they
1: did no, they were literally. like oh my god that arousal was worth it they came no group we all came it was like group. it was our cum circle it was a we group orgy yeah. yeah in our original <laughs> episode congratulations you guys <laughs> You <was> a proper <laughs> <observation. laughs> group orgy you're welcome Let's congratulate that. <laughs> I love that. We might have three
0: too. three hosts for the show coming up.
1: You guys, <laughs> this might be a threesome of a... You're too ingrained. Fuck the, fuck the Rated E podcast. It's just going to be proper. It's going to be all three of us. Yo, the the proper E. The roof. My views are rated fucking P lit for, for my podcast. I got you guys. Don't worry. Play Almost the house
3: the down. the house. <laughs> Lord, knows, Lord knows we
1: need the promotion, <laughs> Lord, girl. Don't worry. You'll be up there.
3: As soon as I post this shit, my peeps are going to become your peeps. All okay. right. So yeah.
1: if you took anything away from this episode, this is your fucking proper guide to be a confident-ass whore this summer, to be a proper whore, and to enter your proper whorehood. Yeah. And we are trademarking that word, whorehood. <laughs> and <laughs> that's where we live. That's where th- the- th- like that's, that's the mother, actual, that's actual that's a word. Word. Motherhood, childhood- Whorehood. Whorehood. <laughs> <laughs> so that's in the, Horhood the commune face. location. Whorehood. Location. <laughs> <Horhood. laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you next Wednesday. All right.